0: The reading is from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 18. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything, to stand. Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled round your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, be alert and always keep on praying for all God's, for all the Lord's people. This is the word of the Lord. Great. Good morning,
1: everyone. It's uh, it's great to bring God's word to you this morning. Before I start, um, I'm just going to pray, and then we'll we'll get into it. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the, the truths that are there, and I pray, Lord, that Lord that you would just speak through me today, that you would have your way, that what you want to say would, would shine through, and what's not of you would fall away. So, Holy Spirit, would you be with me as I share, be with us all um, to receive what you have to say to each of us, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so um, today is the last in our series uh, in Ephesians, and you might remember um, Terry Henry was with us last week. We were in chapter five, looking at what it means to be God's holy people, and so today we finish the series in chapter six, um, as Jane just read to us. It's a passage that's probably familiar to most, if not all of us here. And so this morning, I just want to pull out a few things for us to think about um, together. Okay, so as I was preparing for this and sort of reading this passage through, one of the the main things or one of the main words that stood out to me, um, perhaps you noticed it yourself, was this word, stand. Paul repeats it four times during those eight or nine verses. Once in verse 11, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Twice in verse 13, therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything, to stand. And then once again in verse 14, to stand firm then, he says. So we're called to stand, because, as he goes on to say, we're in a spiritual battle. We're called to stand. And it got me thinking that standing is hard. It can be tiring, especially if we do it for a long time. Some of you might know that I recently got a job as an exam invigilator in a local secondary school. And you do a lot of standing as an exam invigilator. And I can tell you that standing can be quite tiring if you're doing it for hours and hours at a time. I'd often be looking for, oh, is there a wall I can just like lean against for a few minutes before I stand again and hoping there's like a chair in the corner that maybe I can just sit down to get a few moments respite before I stand again for another 45 minutes or another hour and a half, whatever it might be. So standing can be hard. Physically standing can be tiring at times. But what about spiritually standing? Well, spiritually standing, as Paul talks about here, that can be hard too. But the good news is that we're not called to stand in our own strength, as if we're all exam vigilators. <laughs> Take a look again at verse 10 with me. Now, I'll admit, because this passage is quite familiar to me, the first time that I read this through, I kind of just read it and... I kind of skipped over it or just, just lost the impetus, but look at it again. Verse 10, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. In his power, not our own. Paul doesn't tell us to stand in our own strength as if we've got to try harder or work at standing against the enemy. No, he says be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. We stand in the Lord and in his power, not our own. Maybe some of us need that reminder this morning that it doesn't all depend on us and us working hard, but it depends on him and his mighty power. So be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, not our own. And just as an aside, as I was sort of preparing for this, I read a, read a great little book on Ephesians called Sit, Walk, Stand by a Chinese Christian called Watchman Nee. It's quite an old book. I think it was written in the 30s or 40s now. So some of you might be familiar with it. Some of you might not. But it's, it just goes through the book of Ephesians. and I, It's only like 60, 70 pages. It's not that long. But I definitely encourage you to have a look at it. It's really worth a read. And what he says in his book is that we must know... First of all, we must know how to sit with Christ in the heavenly places before we can walk worthy of him here and then stand before the spiritual battle. He goes on to say that only those who sit can stand. So our ability to stand comes from our relationship with Christ and his power. This call to stand comes from a place of knowing Jesus. But stand against what? And how do we do it? Well, Paul tells us in verse 12, doesn't he? For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So we're called to stand because we're in a spiritual battle, and when attacks come, our job is to stand against them. And we need to take that seriously, but we shouldn't be afraid. Remember what Paul said right at the beginning of Ephesians. In Ephesians 1, verse 3, he writes, God has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. I'll say that again. God has blessed us, you and me, in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. That's good news. Not only that, but in chapter 1, verse 20, he says that Christ is seated at the right hand of God in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion. Meaning Christ is above it all. Ultimately, he's won the day. Whatever whatever spiritual battle we might be facing, Christ has won. So it is a spiritual battle that we're facing. We're called to stand, but it's important we're not lashing out against human opponents or other people as if they're the enemy. You know, it might be that that, that neighbor that you don't get on with or who, who annoys you or maybe a family member that you've fallen out with or a colleague at work who just rubs you up the wrong way. You know, we can fall out with people and there are consequences to people's actions, but they're not our enemy. You know, they are made in the image of God. And ultimately, Paul says, our enemy is the powers and principalities in the heavenly realms. And I appreciate that for, for some Christians, battle images can be challenging, especially when we think about the history of the church but also in the world we live in today, some of these images can be challenging for us. But but this isn't a command to invade territory. We're not to march like a conventional army. We're called to stand. And in verse 11, that phrase that that says, take your stand, what it actually means is hold your ground. We're to stand on the ground that is God's. We don't need to struggle to get a foothold. Christ has given us the victory. He's already won. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And Colossians 2, 15 says, And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he, Jesus, made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them by the cross Jesus himself said so in John 16:33 he says in this world you will have trouble but take heart i have overcome the world so we are more than conquerors in him as paul says in romans therefore we stand So today, we don't fight for victory. We stand from a place of victory. But standing can be hard and tiring, as I've said. So God gives us his strength, his mighty power. But not only that, he equips us so we can stand. And as we read that list that we probably have heard lots of times before. Those six things provided so we can stand. And there's an intentionality here, a, cho- a choosing to put on the full armour of God, as He says. Now we're going to do that this morning. So I need a volunteer. Anyone wants a volunteer? Don't worry, it's not going to involve flaming arrows or, or even eggs being thrown at you. Volunteer, anyone? Alexia? Yeah, sure? Great. So we're gonna put on the full armor of God. So yeah, just stand there, perfect. Wherever you want to be on the ledge. So bear in mind, this is not completely what what Paul had in mind, but we'll just we'll just go with it, okay? Just a bit of a visual image for you. So, we've got the breastplate of righteousness, or an apron, but just, um, is that all right? <laughs> I'll leave you to tie it if, as you wish. We have, this isn't mine, by the way, this is Jen's, Just uh, this is our belt of truth. Oh, oh sorry, Alexia, right there. there we go. Um, what do we have? We have, well, feet fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace. We'll just say your feet and your shoes can serve that purpose. So we've got our shield of faith. We have our bike helmet of salvation. Sorry, this this is one. This is Ben's. So I apologise if this is tiny on you, Alexia. I, w- I won't do it up. We'll just. Is that all right? Okay. Uh, and then we've got the, the sword of the, or the lightsaber of the spirit. Give that for you. Fantastic. So <laughs> we're all ready to, ready to go, aren't we? Great. Um, two things, just two quick things to notice here. Notice, it's not fully shines through in, in this image, but notice how every area of attack is covered. We've got our helmet, we've got our breastplate. When we say breastplate, it actually would cover front and back. We've got a shield to defend against. Even the sword can be used for defense. So every area attack is covered. Nearly all of these things uh, are defensive weapons. Because remember, we're not taking ground, we're standing. We're standing on Jesus' victory. Now, obviously... (laughs) When Paul kind of when Paul is writing this, he's in prison. Remember, so he's looking around, and he's got—he'll have Roman guards, and so this imagery is—it comes to mind because he's got Roman soldiers guarding him; they're all around him. So this is the analogy he's going for. But don't forget, with Paul, he's actually a really intelligent Jew, so he knows his Hebrew Bible. He knows the Old Testament, the Scriptures, back to front. And what he's actually thinking of here, when he talks about these things, the belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, all these things, he's actually thinking of this image of Jesus from Isaiah. And you can go and look it up yourself in various chapters of Isaiah. He's thinking, if this is what Jesus is like, then as his followers, we should be like this too. And notice how the the first two things he said... What do you say? The belt of truth. So, excuse me, i just, uh, hopefully that stays on. I don't know if anyone, everyone can see that. Truth, the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. Truth and righteousness. These first two, they're actually about our character. It's our character, not brute force, that wins the battle, Or rather, our character is our defence. Because as followers of Christ, we should, as it says in Romans 13, clothe ourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. Or in Galatians 3.27, for all you who are baptised into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. So that, in 2 Corinthians 5.21, we might become the righteousness of God. But what I want to focus on this morning is this shield of faith. In the NIV translation, it says, in addition, take up the shield of faith. But in other translations, it says, above all, take up the shield of faith, meaning that over all of these things, it's the shield of faith that covers everything. Now we've only got this is, this is all that I could find. We've got a pan lid from the kitchen, so it's quite a small shield of faith. But Nicholas, if we could have the first slide up, please. I don't. Uh, maybe you can't see that that well. This is what a Roman shield look, would have looked like. Notice. So when Paul says overall, above all, look how all-encompassing that shield is. Covers practically everything. This is what Paul wants our faith to be like. Why? Well, as he says, so we can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And in Roman Roman times, often their shields were covered in leather and they would be soaked with water. So that when they went to battle and those flaming arrows were fired at them, they would hit their shield and they'd go out. So it is with us and our shield of faith in the Lord's mighty power. In his victory, we extinguish the lies of the enemy. You're doing a great job, by the way. (laughs) A few minutes, and then I'll let you sit down, I promise. So not only does God equip us, he doesn't leave us to stand alone. Remember, Paul is writing this letter to a church, to a group of believers, but actually, it was probably a circular letter as well. So it would have been read around lots of churches across a whole group of different believers. So there's a collective side to what he's saying. So if we use the Roman soldier analogy or that picture again, he can defend all right on his own, but it's much better as a group. Could we have the second slide up? Can you see that? That group of Roman soldiers. Can't see many flaming arrows getting in there. So, t- so the same with us as well. We're not to stand alone. Together, we're stronger. You can sit down now. Thanks. <laughs> Round of applause. Thank you. Well done, Alexia. So together, we're stronger. But what about us at St. Margaret's? What does this mean for us? Well, I've I've wanted this morning just to remind us that we're called to stand and stand on the victory of Jesus and his power. This isn't a call for us to work harder or to do more. It's to remind us that we stand in his power. Because he, God, raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion. Christ has the victory. He equips us to stand, and we're to stand together. But despite the truth and power of those things, as I've said, standing is hard. And our shields of faith can become broken and dry. Or maybe we can't even lift them right now. And we can't always extinguish those arrows being fired at us. I know for me, I've had to lift my shield of faith this week. Even just preparing for this, I've had to bat away some flaming arrows that say, you're not going to say that, are you? You can't say that. You don't know what you're talking about. You're not very good at this. You should probably just find an excuse so you you can't do it. But my faith also reminds me that it says in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 that we take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Christ. My faith says that he indwells in us, in me, by his spirit. Ephesians 3, verse 17. But I don't know what it might be for you. What does a flaming arrow look like for you? It might be a difficult family situation or um, a bereavement It might be doubting God's goodness, unforgiveness, or maybe for you it's those negative voices in your head time and time again. They need extinguishing, guys. They are aimed at bringing us down. Let's not stand alone. We're much stronger together. Maybe you've got a strong shield right now. And you're in a great place, full of faith. Maybe you can lift up a shield for a brother or sister in Christ and help extinguish the darts aimed at them. You know, right at the end of that passage, Paul says to be alert. and To always keep on praying. So we're going to do that this morning. I'd like everyone just to take a moment now. Maybe just think over this past week or month, what has been a flaming arrow that has been fired your way? What are you concerned or worried about? What's on your mind? What's making you anxious or fearful? Just bring it to the forefront of your mind now. And we're going to ask God for his help to extinguish it, to take the power out of it. Let's just spend a few moments in prayer, either on your own or if you feel happy, maybe with the person next to you. Maybe they can lift their shield of faith for you. And let's just have a few moments and let's pray.